0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Six Figure Souls Doing Good and Making Money. This is the weekly podcast highlighting entrepreneurs that have created businesses in alignment with who they are. I am your host, Camille Miller, business mindset and mentor. And today we are doing a very special season eight, highlighting the premium members of the Natural Life Business Partnership, which we now call the Soul Professional Society, because in this group, everyone has created these really amazing businesses that are in total alignment with who they are from whatever their background is. So today we have a very special guest, Kimberly Winters, who's been a longtime member with us. She is the host of Did You Bring the Hummus podcast and a vegan mentor. Thank you, Kimberly, for joining us today.
1: Thanks, Camille. I'm really happy to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited because we've known each other for quite a while, Mm -hmm. number of years you've been in the community. Yeah. And how long ago did you start this podcast? I want to dive in deep that for a while.
1: Yeah. So did you bring the hummus started in 2020? And it wasn't just that, oh, I'm kind of bored because I've been stuck at home for six plus months. It was actually a Toastmasters project.
0: (gasps) Uh, yeah. I don't know
1: if I knew this. Okay. So yeah. tell us about
0: this. Tell us how it's all started.
1: So through the Toastmasters education program called Pathways, there are these different levels that you work your way through until you finish. And okay. each pathway is focused on presentation, but some also include things like leadership. And when I hit my level four elective, There were a bunch of options and they were very focused on kind of what felt like corporate kind of work. Mm -hmm. And I was not into that, but there was this other option to do a podcast. And I didn't think I was into that either, (laughs) but it scared me a little bit. Okay. And I thought, okay, let's take a look at this. And the requirement was 60 minutes of content put out there into the world for strangers to hear. So I thought, hmm, I better I better talk about something that matters to me, something meaningful, something I can spend 60 minutes going on about. And so I chose veganism and that's how it all came to be.
0: Oh my goodness. I don't even know if I knew this story. Now I have so many questions. So, so was your first episode just you talking into a microphone? Yes. Like I know now you interview people, mm-hmm. but it was mostly you talking into a microphone about veganism and it was all a prepared speech or did you kind of talk, just talk?
1: So I started, the very first episode is only like 10 minutes long. And it's like, who is this host and what is this about?
0: Okay. So it wasn't 60 long minutes.
1: No. So you oh, have okay, the option okay.
0: to split it up or to okay. do 60 minutes in one.
1: So okay. I split it up over the course of the first few episodes. Excellent. And, and then, uh, but yeah, the first couple of episodes were just me and it was like, who am I? Why am I doing this? Then the next episode was like, what is veganism anyway? And talked about kind of the different areas of life that veganism, touches on because a lot of people hear vegan and they're just thinking about food but it's so much more than that so I started to bring in those concepts as well
0: that is amazing so um your husband is also a vegan is that correct yes so you live a vegan lifestyle not Mm -hmm. just the food you eat but everything that you do yep is around veganism and some sometimes, because I've seen some, I've heard some of your podcasts, and he used to guest. I don't know if he still does. Sometimes he used to do them together, didn't you?
1: Yeah. So he bit? joined me. Yep. Okay. He joined me for a couple of episodes. Uh, one where we talked about our favorite vegan substitutions, and we had such a good time laughing and just talking about all the food we love. We did an episode where we talked about um it, it's titled Is Veganism Manly? I think it's episode eight. Yeah, because there you yeah. know there's a lot of misconceptions out there about men who go vegan and so we talked about that and and he had quite a few feelings about it when when he first started to explore uh you know going vegan and then he joined me for episode 50 to celebrate having 50 episodes and I'm at 61 now.
0: Oh, how exciting. Yeah. So is it, does it go weekly or is it do, is it more on a general timeline? Like,
1: So it's weekly now. I started doing it weekly earlier this year when I launched season three. Now I'm in season four, but the earlier episodes... There was quite a break in between uh, where I just kind of ran out of steam. And that's a real thing that happens with a lot of podcast hosts. You don't get ahead of things. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm supposed to get another episode out. And you're busy with other things and kind of falls by the wayside. But I've got a better plan in place now. And so they come out weekly.
0: Do you do all the uh, producing yourself, like all parts of the podcast? Yeah, that's a lot that's a lot right there. <laughs> yes, I can see why you get burned out. Mm-hmm. So first, how long have you been a vegan? All of your life?
1: No, I oh, wish that would be hard. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I went vegan in 2015. I went vegetarian first in 2001.
0: Okay. 2015. That's, that's quite a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you find, well, let me first ask have any big ahas come from this podcast or a misunderstanding from your audience or an aha they've had like, is there mm-hmm. a common theme or something that's that you find? I think the
1: common theme, and it's kind of it's proof that like who you're looking for finds you because mm-hmm. now that I do interviews, I'm really focused on storytelling and even the the individual episodes i do just myself i'm storytelling now in those as well like i did an episode called flamingo which was about a king pigeon in new york city who had been found and brought to the wild bird fund and unfortunately he didn't make it but i tell his story of what happened once he got to the wild bird fund and how they tried to save him and what had happened and and i i kind of get you really connected to to flamingo the king pigeon But in the episodes where I interview people, the very first question I ask every single guest is to share their vegan journey, because the stories that you hear, I know are relatable to people. And I know that there's a pre-vegan out there listening that hears that guest story and they are like, hey, that person sounds a lot like me. And if they went vegan, maybe I could do it too.
0: I like that. I'm curious, because I've never been vegan. Mm-hmm. Do people kind of like dieting, like they try it and then they fail or they try it and then it gets a little hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's this little, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And exercise is the same way because that's that's a lifestyle change. So mm-hmm. it, it's not like all of a sudden you can wake up and you're like, I'm cold turkey. Although I, people probably do it that way. But even like you said, you went vegetarian
1: mm-hmm. first
0: before you went vegan. And then I assume that people go vegan in their food and then start looking at the other areas of their life, like their clothing, their makeup, their hair products and everything else.
1: So it's interesting because everybody's journey is so different. Mm -hmm. And, uh, when I think the dipping in and out happens a lot more when you're what I would consider plant-based someone who is thinking about their health or wanting to lose weight. And they've heard that eating more vegetables or eating only vegetables will help them meet that goal because it's just about you and it's just about food. And it does feel very much like I'm on a diet, mm. but when you're vegan, so vegan is, is a philosophy. It's a, it's a moral stance it's a social justice movement so when you've got more connected to why you're doing it it all comes down to that why like we have why we launch our business why we study the things we do the why that comes along with veganism is usually so strong and it's so much bigger than just you that the dipping in and out of it really, I think doesn't happen. I I think it's much more people who are coming from that health perspective, okay. even when their health is at risk and a doctor is like, you know, they're lucky enough to see a doctor who promotes eating this way, even in a scenario like that, sometimes it's not enough to, to keep on the path. But, but when you've got this other thing where like the whole, there's so much more in the world that's riding on you doing this okay. and you contributing to the world in a different way that I think makes it so much easier to stay vegan and, and to navigate those difficult moments because we don't live in a vegan world. And so we've got to be able to work our way through when, um, when things are hard, whether there's a, a choice or a relationship or or something that's really challenging because of your veganism. I think it's a lot easier to stay there when you've got that really strong why
0: do you feel that the world is starting to meet you where you are since you started in 2015 because I feel like when I go to a restaurant now there's vegan choices and they kind of understand a little bit more.
1: Yeah. It's getting so much better. Even just thinking about, you know, being vegetarian in 2001 wasn't always easy either. And now there are restaurants where most restaurants do have, like you said, vegan options. You can Google anything, right? You need vegan ballet shoes. um, I don't know, whatever kind of products you're looking for, there's typically a vegan option um, out there for you. And- man, isn't that great?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious. Are there all vegan stores? And I I know there are product lines, Mm -hmm. but are there stores like clothing stores? And I guess there's makeup lines for sure.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a a great little store in New York city called Moo Shoes and they're completely vegan and they have clothes and shoes and belts and uh, wallets and
0: things like that. Yeah. I love that. Beautiful. So So let's talk a little bit about mentorship. Ah, mm. uh, because I'm sure if someone wanted to um go or or start this lifestyle, do you find let me ask you a question first. Do you find that most people that go vegan are already vegetarians? Like they're not coming from they're not stepping into veganism without trying something else first.
1: No, especially lately. Yeah. 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 So, and I think it's because the the information that's out there around the dairy and the egg industry is a lot more readily available and so they're gone i think are the days of people thinking well vegetarianism isn't harming anyone no one's dying for eggs and milk when we know that that's actually not true now uh so it's a lot easier when you're hit with that emotion of like oh i can't contribute to this anymore it's a lot easier to just step in and not kind of um, go vegetarian first. I mean, of course people still do it because you know, our lives are different, right? You, you maybe have family that you've got to try, you're trying to bring along with you or just trying to navigate your own world. And it's important to be, conscious of that and mindful of it while still moving forward. So I love when people tell me, yeah, I'm eating less of this and eating less of that and eating more tofu and more vegetables. I, I find that I don't encourage people who are in that phase to call themselves vegan though, because I think it's really important that that word maintains the meaning that it has. Because if we have people who are like, I'm vegan and they're eating a chicken sandwich or eating a cheese pizza, it sends a very confusing message to other people of what being vegan is. And then when vegans show up at a party or a restaurant, or just somewhere in life. And someone says, Hey, here's this vegan dish for you. And they assume, Hey, this must be like a new vegan chicken. And they don't ask because they trust that the person is giving them. Now they're at risk of actually consuming animals because the, the definition of the word is being confused. So if for someone in that process where they're working toward going vegan. I would say, if somebody asks you, why are you eating like this? Or why are you buying new products? Or why don't you want this anymore? To say, I'm working toward being vegan or I'm on my journey to veganism. And then once you get there, then scream it
0: from the rooftops and let us all know. (laughs) I love that. I loved when you started in the beginning, pre-vegan your pre-vegan journey. Yep. Which, which I like, I like that. I like that idea. And I, and I I, love the way you're expressing the importance of it because it talks a lot about the social justice with the movement itself
1: mm-hmm.
0: that you're not playing games here. Right. You're either in or you're out. Yep. This is not like, there's no like borderline. Here. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm just curious. So when they come out with like, like, plant-based burgers or um you know tofu chicken Mm -hmm. but they're naming the animals and trying to mimic animal how from a vegan point of view is that something that you accept don't accept how does that feel for you
1: i think it's great and the reason i think it's great is because it 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 hits this familiar part in people who aren't vegan yet
0: okay
1: so the food doesn't feel weird to them okay the you like food is so tied up in tradition and emotion and connection to just suddenly eat all kinds of things that seem strange to you okay is Is weird. Like humans were so habitual, right? And so someone just says, Hey, try this burger. Well, you know what a burger is. You you're expecting like a certain kind of experience. It's going to come on a bun and maybe it'll have some lettuce and tomato on it. And then you can, it's not a weird food. So you're more open to it. And also a lot of people who go vegan, they didn't do it because they were like, you know, animals taste gross. They do it because there is a different kind of motivation. So sometimes you do just want to eat a burger or, you know, a vegan chicken sandwich. And that like hits the spot. And so like, why, why not?
0: Yeah. I like that answer. That's good. That's good. So for someone who might be listening in that pre-vegan state, what would be some of your advice as a mentor, if they're coming to you and saying, I want to go, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. This is what I want to do. What's the step or the few steps that you would coach them to kind of start or do or things to look for? Yeah. So the very first thing would be to work out your why. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good answer. (laughs) (laughs) I do that with people's business too. Why? Yeah. What do you want your life to look like? What's your your dream here?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what, when, when you've got that, why, and you know, you need to go grocery shopping and it's been a tough day and life is just beating you down and you're at the grocery store and you're like, Oh my God, I've got to read another label. I'll just buy what I've always bought. Mm. Like if you have that, why that's not going to happen. You're going to see that as a meaningful step. You're going to see it as a meaningful and important action that you're taking, So now, even though your day is sucked and you're stressed out, you feel like you're doing something that matters. And then that grocery shopping trip is not so stressful and can bring a lot more meaning into this kind of mundane thing that, that we do. So the why I think is the first thing. The second thing I would say is pick something you're running out of. And when you get to the store next, whether it's your shampoo or it's a carton of milk, buy something that is animal free. So if you, if you're buying, you know, you're running out of whole milk and you're going to the store, instead of going to the dairy section of the dairy section, (laughs) get yourself some oat milk or some cashew milk, which will have that same kind of creamy texture that whole milk would have. And just give it a try. And there's so many different options out there now. If you're allergic to nuts, there's uh, there's you know the oat milk and there's soy milk. And if you're allergic to soy, then there's oat milk and nut milk. And so there's there's really a lot of stuff that you can test out and see what you like, what works for you.
0: That's that is great advice right there. Because I I do not go looking for anything, but I have chosen vegan options because they're actually better. Right. I, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't drink milk or I don't put it, I try not to put dairy mm-hmm. as a whole thing in my body. Right. But so I get that. I drink oat milk. It took me a while to find the one I like. I started with almond milk mm-hmm. and then I found oat milk and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so oh, good. Better? Why would I, why would I ever have normal milk, which I don't? Right. But right. So I totally get that. I just, I joined a dance class. I ended up buying vegan shoes. Hey. I didn't know it because I was looking for the best shoe with great, right? And it ended up being a vegan shoe. And I was like, I love it. Really comfortable. (laughs) So you know what? This is a brand I'll probably continue to buy. So um, (laughs) I have a friend who happens um, to be vegan and I was looking for cheese because I don't eat dairy. Mm -hmm. and uh, she's like yeah try vegan cheese (laughs) she's like you'll really like it it melts it looks the same it melts the same you'll have the same experience Mm -hmm. with vegan cheese yeah so and then um nutritional yeast which I use like kind of like a parmesan or something Mm -hmm. right and and that actually started so um and I'm not consciously moving to veganism but things are better Mm -hmm. So I love when you say just and all of my shampoos and everything, all of my makeup aren't animal tested. I do check that now. Mm -hmm. So it's like little by little. So I I love, I love that advice. That is, that is fabulous. I love that advice. So Kimberly, if someone wanted to work with you Mm -hmm. as a vegan mentor, what is the best way for them to get in touch with you or even listen to your, your podcast?
1: Yeah. So to get in touch with me, uh, the best way is to either send a DM on Instagram or an email to did you bring the hummus at gmail.com. And uh it's a listen to the podcast. It's on all of the podcast apps. So whatever your favorite podcast app is, just go in there and search for did you bring the hummus, or you can listen to it right on my website. So if you're on your computer, just pull it up or even through your phone, pull it up on did you bring the hummus.com and it's on the first the first page.
0: Oh, that's fabulous. Do you have anything, um, anything coming up that we need to know, know about for the
1: Hmm. year? Okay. Not exactly, but certainly, you know, January is coming. January is, uh, what we in the vegan world call veganuary. (laughs) (laughs) And, And so there's always a possibility that I'll, I'll pull something out uh, quickly for, for January, but, you know, at any point, just, you know, reach out, send me some questions, let me know what you need help with, and we'll, we'll take it from there.
0: Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Thank you, Kimberly, so much for joining us today. Thanks Camille. I was really happy to be here. Yeah. Thanks. All right. To our listeners, thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about the soul professional movement, you can go to soulprofessional.com and join us for free networking, free masterclasses, or just a free community to learn about other soul aligned entrepreneurs that are living their passion in the world and having massively profitable businesses in alignment with who they are. Thanks, everyone. Thanks again, Kimberly. And hopefully you'll join us for another episode.